0: Everyone, welcome to the Light the World podcast. I'm your host, LT World. If you're new to this channel, on this podcast, we look at cultural issues and cultural topics and try to look at them from both sides and try to understand them thoroughly and see which arguments make the most sense. If you're interested and this sounds like something you'll really enjoy, and I hope you do, uh, check it out here and subscribe or follow whatever podcast you're listening to it on. You can also check out my website, ltworld.info, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all this information can will be in the description below. So, today, we are jumping into the topic of the gender and sex spectrum. We're going to start off with the sex spectrum, then we'll move into the gender spectrum. But this is a, a very heated topic, and we've already been talking about it. Um, these, past few, uh, these past few episodes have been about gender, transgenderism, stuff like that. The last episode, we talked a little bit about the history and kind of the background of where the whole idea of intersex came from where the gender spectrum kind of what it rooted out of, and we talked about gender theory a few episodes back. So, we've been kind of riding this train right now. And so, today we're going to be talking about some of the arguments that go with the whole sex versus gender and the sex and gender spectrum, and whether or not there are multiple sexes more than two, and whether or not there's multiple genders more than two. Um, so, we'll be diving into those. But before we start, again, I want to just kind of establish a couple of definitions before we go in there. So gender, this is the Webster def- definition, is either of the two sexes, male and female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. The term is also used more broadly to denote a range of identities that do not correspond to established ideas of male and female. That would be your non-binary, your multiple spectrum genders. And then when we're talking about sex, we're going to be talking about the biological differences between people. That would be like your genitalia and chromosomes and so forth. So let's jump into the sex spectrum. This is going to be real. This is going to be brief. Um, there's not too much to do because the main issue when looking at um, the research and looking at what people are saying, the main issue when it comes to the sex spectrum is definitionally. So what do we define man as? What do we define woman as? And what actually makes up a sex and so forth? So people who are in favor of the sex spectrum, that there's more than two sexes that they're is like six sexes. In some cases, they say six sexes. Sometimes they say there's ambiguity to how many sexes there are. A lot of times, what they go to is chromosomes. So as we talked about last episode, there are roughly six chromosome types that exist. And so you have people with Kleinfelder syndrome, Turner syndrome, you have people with XYY syndrome, and so forth. So, you have people who don't necessarily have just an XX or XY chromosome, but they have, there's like about six different ones that have been observed in living human beings. So, a lot of times they'll say, well, chromosomes is the basis for sex. Some people also argue um, that there's multiple sexes because genitalia, there's multiple um, multiple ways genitalia can come across. So, you have people with um, a scrotum and a vagina, or you have people with uh, hormones that don't necessarily align perfectly with the genitalia, they do have stuff like that, um, but primarily people, when they look at the sex spectrum, they're going to point towards either the chromosome differences, or they're going to point to this the intersex community and say they're different sex uh, uh, entirely, um, and they would—they that's what their foundation is typically, so again, this is just, they're, they're normally defining sex by either genitalia or by the chromosomes, but the people who say no they're still a a sexual binary they're still just men and women they they will point more to the fact of whether or not there's a y present and within the chromosome so if the person has a y chromosome that would make them a man if the person does not have a y chromosome that would make them a woman and as regards to genitalia they normally look at functionality because typically speaking whenever someone has a y chromosome they have a functioning testes, they have a functioning penis. It may not be fully developed, it may not be fully grown, it may may have more of a womanly figure, but they still have a working penis, they still have working testes and stuff like that. Or, if they don't have a Y chromosome, in the case of, I think that's Turner Syndrome, when they have the uh, just one X chromosome, then, as a woman, they just underdevelop, and they don't develop as much, but they still have a a functioning vagina, or a functioning um, ovaries, and stuff like that. So, typically speaking, people who say, no, there's only two Sexes will say, well, just look at where the Y is. If there's not a Y woman, if there's a Y man, therefore it's still binary. And also look more at functionality and not just external um, viewing. And that's normally, it's just, it comes down to definitionally. How do people define their terms? I lean still more towards, I I, I still agree with the whole idea of the sex binary. Um, whether or not we should just look at see if there's a Y or not. And also look more at functionality than just external appearance. But that's just, that boils down to more of a definitional and where people are going to hang their hat on in that regard as far as the sex spectrum goes. But as we talked about, the sex spectrum plays a part into the gender spectrum, which we will be moving into next. So, let's jump into it. So, in the gender spectrum, one of the first arguments that people do and support, this is we're going to be talking about people who support the gender spectrum the arguments that people use to support this will sometimes go back to the intersex communities. So uh, when you look at certain articles or look at certain papers or people who are defending the idea of multiple genders, they'll say, well, since there's these intersex communities who have um, either either they already assent to the idea that there's multiple sexes, more than two, I should say, or they will say that even if there is a sexual binary, that there's hormonal differences between these people, that there are uh, complications because like, for instance, again, Kleinfelder syndrome, a man with a more womanly figure, that this the, the existence of these ambiguities and the existence of these crossovers uh, hormonally that cause different hormonal or, or, or influence behavior as well, that in of itself goes to show that there's more than just, gender is not just uh, two categories. Gender is now... Can be expressed in multiple ways because there's nuance in people's sexuality, um, and that should be and that will be displayed through how people express themselves sexually. This will be displayed in how people express themselves identifyingly, how they identify, and it will come across that way because it should make sense because not everyone falls perfectly within just two categories of sex. So that's normally a first defense for the gender spectrum is that there's are there is sexual ambiguity among the sexes. And that is something to consider. That is something definitely to consider. Another argument that's made, and this is, uh, I based a lot of this one, this argument from a book by Richard F. Doctor, who is, uh, I think he was a psychology professor from California, and he was in favor of the gender spectrum. He was in favor of that type of thing. And he talked about how their social learning is more important than sex when it comes to gender. Therefore, children can be raised to express themselves in multiple ways. So, Gender as we established, is how people express themselves, typically with some sort of sexual undertone, and how people identify and how people um, want to behave or even like to a certain extent, to a certain extent personality traits even. So gender encapsulates behavior and encapsulates how people fit within a culture. And Richard F. Doctor made the point that since uh, behavior and expression, and all that is influenced by how people are taught socially, so taught by culture, taught by parents, taught by brother, sister, that in theory, there could be an endless amount of ways that people could be raised to behave. And therefore, gender isn't just a binary. Gender actually has a whole spectrum of possibilities because people can, be socially, can, can learn socially to behave in many different ways and that may not fit within what is traditionally understood to be feminine or traditionally understood to be masculine. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that people can express themselves that don't fit within either of those categories. And therefore there's multiple genders because social learning is what helps develop gender. And so that was kind of Richard F. Doctor's whole thrust with one of his books. And I forget what the book was called now off the top of my head, but um let me see here. Uh the Toward a Theory of Cross-Gender Behavior, Richard F. Doctor. That was the book I was referencing to. So that's the other that's another argument from the fact that since there is many ways that people can be raised to behave there is in theory then many ways that people will express themselves and gender is therefore a spectrum. And then the third argument is that current gender norms don't align well with certain people's identities and behaviors. So as we kind of talked about already um with the with normally when it comes to gender it's this idea of some sort of stereotypical understanding or feeling about what a sex portrays itself as. So, feminine traits, typically speaking, are associated with certain characteristics and certain behaviors that fit within our culture. Like, women wear certain types of clothing. That's how they express themselves. Women tend to have different, certain characteristics more often than men or more dominant than men, like gentleness or um, stuff like that. And so forth, so on. And sometimes people don't feel like, they fit well within that norm. And sometimes people don't feel like they feel well within the masculine norm, with how they express how they dress or want to address at least, um, how they feel, how they behave. Maybe they don't come across as tough or whatever of traditional masculine understanding is of their behavior. And therefore, since they don't feel like they fit with any of those camps, they think there should they, but they they are obviously a human being and they obviously have some sort of expression that is self-evident there must be then more genders by just simple self-evidence. And so that is then another argument for a gender spectrum. People say, I don't fit within this category. I don't fit within this category. Therefore, since I am a person and since I have expression, I, there needs to be more categories for me to fit in. I will create some sort of non-binary category. Some people, some people actually like give this a name. Um, some people will just say, I am non-binary. They won't necessarily tack on something really specific. Other people will really delve into specifics as of what they are um, we're not going to get into all that, but that's essentially, that's essentially then the three main arguments that I've seen and I was reading about and hearing as I went through the research. And there's a lot to be said there. There's a lot to be said there, but then people on the opposite side of the camp, uh, typically boils down to some form of objectivity is where people say, no, this doesn't really make sense. Um, and so we're going to start, I'm going to start off with the idea uh, from a, a quote from Ryan T. Anderson, who says at the core of the ideology, he was talking a little bit more about transgenderism, but this also applies to uh, the gender spectrum at the core of the ideology is the radical claim that feelings determine reality from this idea come extreme demands for society to play along with subject reality claims. So a lot of times people who oppose the gender spectrum argue that feelings are way too subjective to establish any idea as of what, um, what someone's gender is, or what someone uh, sexually identifies as, or what someone's identity, because I may say that I feel like a woman. I, I am a man, quite clearly, um, but I might identify as a woman because I feel like I have these certain characteristics that a woman have, or I feel like I don't fit within a woman or a man. I feel like I'm non-binary because I express myself in a way that doesn't seem stereotypically like any of them. And I just feel different, or whatever. And someone like Ryan T. Anderson would say, well, how can we objective, objectively say you are these things based on feelings? Because how confident do I need to be? How, how strong do my feelings need to be um, for these? How strong do my feminine traits need to be in order for me to be considered a woman? How weak do they need to be, then, for me to be considered a man? Or how in the middle do they have to be to be considered non-binary? There's way, there, there's way too much subjectivity there to really get a clear grasp of what these um, what these core structures are, what these core identities are, or let's just say with like gentleness, how gentle do I need to be to be considered a woman? How gentle do I need to be to be considered a man and how gentle do I need to be to be considered something else? I don't know. And also how could I even prove that I am those things? I might behave in a certain way or act like that way, but I might not actually feel that way. So how could people even tell me what I am? And then that's when you come down to the whole fact of, well, no one will know and you just have to say it for yourself. but if I say it for myself, what what is the categories? I don't actually know if there's an objective way to do it, and then it becomes just my own interpretation. So someone like Ryan T. Anderson would argue that there's way too much subjectivity there for feelings to be a good determinant of what someone's gender or ident- for someone to create a gender category and say I'm objectively this thing because there's way too much subjectivity with feelings. And also, people will talk about the idea that as culture evolves, acceptable behaviors for genders also change. So, for instance, something that's seen as masculine today might not be seen as masculine 100 years down the road. So, does someone's identity then change within several years? And so, if someone's gender then can change with time because culture culturally everything changes, then what does that mean for the objectivity of someone's identity? Does someone, is someone's identity completely evolving as well? Or is it fixed? And it's really hard to put a pinpoint on if it's not fixed, then it's constantly changing. And if it's constantly changing, wh- how can we define anything within that realm? It is seeing, it is, again, it just kind of boils down to the whole subjectivity. How can we have something, how can we have an objective identity with something so subjective and something that is you can't, you can only, you can't really put a, uh, you can't really categorize it, I guess you could say. And then also people in the people who oppose the gender spectrum will say you still have a definition issue. It still exists. So we kind of talked about this with the transgender episode where there seems to be some sort of definition issue because to say something is feminine is to say that this is what is, is to say that a woman behaves this way. But that seems like, one, a strong just stereotype. But two, if someone identifies as a man, but behaves like what is traditionally understood to be a woman, is that person who identifies as a man, are they now a woman because they're behaving that certain way? Or are they still a man because they identify as a man and they feel like a man? It doesn't, it, it, it it creates an issue in that regard. And then when it comes to the gender spectrum then, You can't create definitions for what these gender, what non-binary is, because it's purely based on the subjectivity of feelings, and you can't really categorize it, or so it goes. And so again, I kind of, when I when I'm looking at these arguments, it's hard for me, I know personally, to wrap my mind around the objectivity of gender, and that's why you'll have things like I know there was a video that went viral with Matt Walsh on. The Doctor Phil, where he asked the one transgender person on there, um, oh, what what is a woman, and they literally said, "I don't know. Um, that's up to the person to decide," because you can't put a you can't put an objective standard on what gender is because it's subject to feelings, and then you can't say what a man or a woman is because it's based on identities that are just self-proclaimed. And you can't have any then objective categorization of those things. So, again, there just seems to be a definition issue that still arises, that creates confusion, and that creates no way for people to truly understand what their, what their sex is. Because, again, you, why couldn't someone be a woman... But have this array of characteristics and just that would be part of their that'll just be part of their um part of their personality and behavior without having to tack on this gender identity. And why couldn't a man uh, behave a certain way instead of having identifying as a woman, why couldn't they just be identify as a man who is more has who behaves um, a certain a certain way that may not fit a stereotype? There still seems to be just a definition issue and too much subjectivity to make the gender spectrum work because then it goes back to, well, then non-binary, you run into the same issue. Why, Why can't a man or a woman behave a certain way that doesn't fit within either stereotype, but still just identify as a man or a woman based on their sex? And just say, I am a man, but I tend to be interested in this or that. It doesn't, it just seems unnecessary, and it seems like it comes from, it just throws in an extra, extra thing that doesn't need to be there. We can just identify as man or woman based on our sex, based on our sex, and then behave or portray ourselves as we will without having to call it our gender or without having to use these categories and just say it's part of our personality, it's how we behave, I'm just more extroverted, I'm more introverted. I'm more gentle, I'm more kind, I'm more aggressive, I'm more bold. It just it just seems to be a, a definition issue, issue in that regard. So, but, as I said, I want people to keep studying this topic, I want people to keep talking about it, I want people to keep learning, and I'm going to keep learning as I continue to look delve deeper into such topics as this. And... I just want you guys to continue to just think about it and keep doing what you do. But yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And if you enjoy what you hear, if you like this type of stuff and like these type of discussions, as I also interview people on this show from different backgrounds with cool stories and people who are just involved in the entertainment industry, stuff like that. Again, check it out, subscribe, follow along, and you can follow me at Instagram and Twitter and check out my stuff at ltworld.info. And now, friends, go out there and light the world.